Hello again, folks. This is The Investment News Podcast. I'm Jeff Benjamin, co-hosting as always, or at least most weeks, with Bruce Kelly. And I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Schwab Asset Management. We're talking today about Dave Ramsey, a popular radio show host in the Christian theme. He's also a financial advisor. I guess he got himself into a little bit of a pickle. A lawsuit that uh, Bruce wrote about this week, and uh, we're going to talk to to uh, our guest this week is Bob Smith Tana, senior writer for Religion News Service, and also author of the book Reorganized Religion, which was published last year. Hey, Bob, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for joining us. Since Bruce wrote this story and and talked to you earlier this week, I'm going to kind of kick it over right away to him to kind of lay the foundation here for what we're talking about. First of all, uh, Bob, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. You were here a couple of years ago to talk about something similar, and this is, um, I think, uh, what Jeff referred to in the lawsuit is that some listeners, about a dozen or two dozen listeners in um, Washington State, have filed a complaint against Dave Ramsey and his business that is seeking, you know, $150 million in damages because of his advice, his sponsorship of a timeshare exit business. So he's Dave Ramsey has been promoting this timeshare exit business um, for several years, from 2015 to 2021 or something like that, I think. On his, on his website. But Dave Ramsey promotes a lot of different financial services uh, on his website and gets paid fees to do that, including our little neck of the woods, which is financial advisors. He has something called, I think, the Smart Vester Pro service. And if you're a financial advisor, you sign up for that and you get, you, it's, you're on Dave's website. Listeners can kind of search geographically and get a link to someone who has Dave Ramsey's stamp of approval because he's on Dave Ramsey's website. Dave Ramsey gets a fee for that bit for, for that from that financial advisor for being a smart investor pro. Um, it's worked out very, very well for many financial advisors. These leads are excellent leads for advisors. But what if you could just tell us a little bit just to kick off, about who Dave Ramsey is, what kind of services, you know, his his philosophy, of saving money and investing, and then what this latest legal issue he's he's facing right now. Yeah, sure. So Dave Ramsey is a Nashville-based, we call him a Christian financial guru. He's actually, there's actually a couple Dave Ramseys, but what the one people mostly know is he, you know, uh, he got on the radio about, I think it's about 25 years ago, basically on for free to start giving financial advice. He had started giving financial advice at his church. They taught a, a class on how to get people out of debt. He had been a real estate investor, went bankrupt. Uh, and then back sort of, in the 80s. Back right? in the you 80s, know. right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's more than 25 years. Because, a lot of people went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> in the 80s, right? Right. And so <laughs> he sort of got religion on that and uh, developed this course on how to, how to get out of debt, which is basically, you know, spend – uh, less than you earn and save a lot and don't borrow any money and have bunch of, with a bunch of Bible verses uh, uh, for it. And he's he's very, right. he's a very good storyteller. So that worked really well for him. 
Uh, and so they, there are classes at churches. You can take a church a class called Financial Peace University, which is the way a lot of people get into to know him. He's also got this radio show, which was syndicated very early on and went national, does really well. And then he has this thing called um, Endorsed lo- Local Providers. I think the investors are part of that. It's th- right, this is right. This is where he makes most of his money, my understanding is, which is basically, you know, advertisers on his show that you can go and and, and right. like you said the listeners look looking for some kind of services they go to dave uh they're they're sort of um and when when they when dave has them on the show he's like we endorse them these are the best people so they endorse this timeshare exit team right. from from um but he does that just yeah to, just he does that stop he does this with accountants yeah Right, he does this with real estate yeah. and mortgage brokers, I believe. Yeah, no, from- it started with insurance, um, and then it went to real estate, and now it's a whole host of services. Right, so it's, it's a whole panoply. I mean, it really does cover soup to nuts. So if you are like a dedicated Dave Ramsey listener on the radio or YouTube, and his advice, and even though he's not a licensed broker, his financial teachings, right, and, and advice make sense to you. It, it is a one you know, one-stop shop for everything you could need. Yeah, and he has very, um, very devoted fans. So, the, right. like you said, these are very well worth, you know, if you get leads from him, they're worth a lot of money because uh, his folks follow his advice. Right. Hey, hey, Bruce, so, you said well, he's not a licensed broker, but is he an RIA? Does he does he have a ADV final? Not, not that I could ever find, Jeff. He doesn't have any uh, registration with the SEC or FINRA or anything like that. No, he he sold insurance early on, but he stopped doing that early, early on. Okay, so he's not even a licensed insurance. No, not anymore. I think you can get an insurance license with a box of cereal in most yeah, states, so, right? And that, that was actually so. <laughs> a, a longer story about Dave Ramsey is he had a, he had a partner early on and split with the partner because uh, they were in uh, they were in. They were both in the insurance business, and that became a problem the more markets they got into because it had to be regulated, and so the the partner dropped right. out, and so then it became the Dave Ramsey show. So then uh, suddenly, you know, this the the timeshare uh, exit uh, kind of industry kind of took off ten years ago or so, right? The, these guys came along singing a song, saying, "Hey, you have these onerous timeshare contracts." We can get you out of that. What? What is the? Who was the? Who were the people that Dave Ramsey was advertising with and promoting? And what is this lawsuit about? So there's a group called uh, the the. Uh, it's called Reed Hine. It's named right. after the two and uh, founders who were apparently gutter salesmen. Uh, were at some gutter kind of salesmen. yeah, like rain gutters. So sold rain for gutters your house. for your house, and then apparently saw at a trade show somewhere a long line for timeshare exit services and decide to get in that business without a lot of, as far as we can tell from the court documents, without a lot of expertise, but they saw... So they're not lawyers. They're no, not, they're not lawyers or yeah. experts. They just saw this need and decided to get into it. Um, and we're doing okay, but then they met up with Ramsey somehow and uh, began... And Ramsey has, uh, because he wants people to cut their expenses, timeshares, right? right? He hates them. He hates timeshares. He hates yeah. timeshares and... Uh, so he's got a kind of axe to grind against them. And so th- this seemed like the perfect solution. And so he'd go on the show uh, because he has a kind of passion for this and would say, these are the greatest guys that we've we've looked for years. You know, t- t- portrayed it as if he'd spent a lot of time 
looking for folks like this, and they'll give right. you your money back. The other thing is they promise to give you your money back if you didn't get out of your timeshare. Yeah, according to the Washington State Attorney General's office, they were promoting themselves as a hundred. This Reed Hine was promoting a hundred percent guarantee, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. That you would get your money back if you signed up with them. Yeah, and it became apparent. From the uh, from a number of court cases, and they were charging yeah. people thousands of dollars yeah, yeah, for this. Yeah, five service. five six thousand dollars a pop. Right, and uh, and then it turned out nobody was getting their money back, and not a lot of people were getting out of um, <laughs> out of their timeshares. And so, so how much were they paying Dave Ramsey for advertising while they were taking money? So the lawsuit allegedly the, right and not yeah, getting their the not lo- getting their money back. The lawsuit says that he got as much as thirty million dollars from them. Right, so that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So um, now let me re- let me just butt in a little bit sure. too, because I Washington State the, this Reed Hine has settled with the Washington yes. State Attorney General's office back in 2021, I believe. Yes. Right? Yep. They, they, and essentially consented. They signed a consent agreement. You know that says we did this stuff. Yes. Oh yeah, and the, what's fascinating about that is. A little bit of side note on that, that they were, the Washington State Attorney General was trying to depose Dave Ramsey. They've been going back and forth, but right. the, and the, the, a judge ruled that he had to be deposed. And a couple weeks later, they settled this thing. So as far as we know, he was oh. never deposed. He was kind of intri- uh, involved in that, or at least implicated in the, in the lawsuit. They wanted to depose him, and he really didn't want to be deposed. Schwab Asset Management is proud to sponsor the Investment News Podcast. In today's complex world, Schwab Asset Management provides a simple, straightforward approach to investing. As one of the largest and most experienced asset managers, they offer low-cost core ETFs for building the foundation of a diversified portfolio. Their focused lineup, which includes market cap index and strategic beta ETFs, is a reflection of a commitment to deliver exceptional experiences to investors and the financial professionals who serve them. Learn more at Schwab Asset Management dot com backslash ETFs. That's schwabassetmanagement.com backslash ETFs. So what is this new, this investor complaint was filed at the end of April. Yeah. I believe April 28th or something like mm-hmm. that. And then you, I think you were the first guy to, to find this, <clears throat> excuse me, and to, and to report about it. Um, and then you had everyone's written and that was, yeah. la- that was June 1st, I mm-hmm. think. And then, Gosh, we picked it up this week. The Washington Post has written about it. USA Today, um, you know. So you really broke some news here. Yeah. Well, and then I should say I'm actually the second person to write about it. But the first person was a blogger. It's a first person oh. was Melissa Hogan, who's the ex-wife of Chris Hogan, who used to work for Dave Ramsey. She's a lawyer, and so she happened to okay. find this. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. That's a whole we'll thing, to, right? So, that's a so, whole other. So she's a blog. Yeah, I'm the yeah. first news reporter to find him. I, first news guy yeah, to do. This I heard story. that, and I was like, "Well, I miss. I keep looking for his lawsuits because I've been following him." And right. uh, and they. This is interesting that Ramsey's not said much about this one. Usually, he talks a lot about these, or is very vocal and and. Respond to him. It's been pretty quiet about this lawsuit, but yeah, no. Yeah, whenever I called him up, I called him up, started writing about him maybe four or five years ago. They spoke to me once, mm-hmm. and then never. And then whenever these things about Reed Hine or timeshares have yeah. come up and we've written about them, they've never responded. Yeah, to they've me, been pretty quiet about this. this memory, suit. yeah. But this is a, so. What? Are, what are the? What do the complainants want here in this? In this suit? Well, they want one hundred fifty million bucks. Uh, right. Basically, they say there was fraud. There was. Um, Negligent uh, mal uh, 
pre- presentation, apparently, uh, that Ramsey got rich off this. Uh, these folks right. got rich off this. So they're basically it's fraud and consumer uh, protection violations. Right. Um, and that it's all – what's interesting is about the plaintiffs is they're all mostly Christian people who found about Dave Ramsey in church and or through his radio program and thought, oh, this is the you know this is our guy. We can really trust him. So they right. there was a <clears throat> identification of him as the person who knows, and we should trust him. And so I think there's a sense of betrayal among the folks. Um, you get that in this this kind of um, there's, there's retired folks, some some young couples, but right. all of them really felt like, oh, Dave Ramsey knows. And and the one of the arguments is basically. Dave Ramsey says he knows about all this stuff. We trusted him. He should have known. And there's some evidence that they knew fairly early on that, um, at least in the alleged lawsuit, that there were a lot of complaints about this company. So that about Reed Hine, about Reed Hine. Hine. yeah. Basically. So that so you know there've been court settlements against them. They were promising stuff they couldn't deliver. Yeah, basically. and so that they, you know these the plaintiffs say, wait, Dave Ramsey should have known. And now we're out. Extra money. We were already out money in timeshare, and now we still owe that money. Plus, we owe you know we paid Reed Heim. Jeff, have you ever spoken to an advisor who's done this smart investor pro with uh, Dave Ramsey? No, ever? I have not, and I I I don't know if I've even ever spoken with Dave Ramsey. Um, I certainly know who he is, obviously, but um, right. I I have a. A whole bunch of questions about this this case. I mean, sure. first, I just yeah. want to interject before because when I when I've reported about this, I haven't I didn't call any advisors this time. I didn't have the time on Monday to do that. But in the past, I've called advisors, and these types of allegations don't um, seem to matter much to them about Dave Ramsey. It doesn't ruffle their feathers, you know. I haven't spoke. I, you know, maybe last year when I was reporting on this, I spoke to half a dozen people. Uh, half a dozen financial advisors, and none of them said, "Yeah, I got a question." You know, my using this my using this advertising system with Dave Ramsey. I would wonder how many advisors directed their clients to Reed Hine, um, or you know, if the yeah, that's a great question. Or if the uh, the the consumers found them on their own. Um, but first of all. It, it seems like anybody that was getting advice from uh, Dave Ramsey about ways to get out of their timeshare was probably not a longtime follower of Dave Ramsey because he's very anti-timeshare. So they wouldn't have been in the timeshares to begin with. That's a good That's point. That's the first yeah. point. Um, and the other point is, I mean, I don't really see – I'm not a lawyer, but – I'm trying to understand the liability of somebody who is who is, you know, basically uh, advertising for a company, and that company is what did something wrong. Dave Ramsey didn't. I mean, that would be like you know me me watching an ad on television for I don't know anything, and then going and buying it and and being finding out it's a bad product or getting you know ripped off by the company that was. I'm not sure, and I know he was compensated, and it sounds like he was compensated well, but, you know, that's kind of the deal that they had on the side. Um, also, you know, I'm wondering how how unique this is to go after somebody because their advertiser uh, didn't follow through on what, 
you know, they said they were going to do. I mean, th- um, the best example I can think of is like a car dealership. You see car car ad- dealership ads all over the place. But how many people have had bad experiences at car dealerships? Probably just about anybody who's ever bought a car. Um, but I don't see anybody going to sue the local news station because they, you know, they're advertising, you know, Toyota-thon Labor Day sales. Those are great questions, and that that's we're going to do some more reporting on that. I think what this lawsuit basically argues, if I can sum it up, is that this group wasn't real well known. They got on Ramsey and exploded. So Ramsey's relationship with them played a huge role, and that it was a significant number. I think the the estimate is like two hundred million dollars in revenue they collected from his listeners. Right, um, but it sounds like the the people that. I mean, they're going after Ramsey for saying he didn't do the due diligence on this company before yeah. they. Had, but it's not, you know, I think you're responsible to do some of your own due diligence. You know, yeah. in my opinion, if I'm gonna, well, first of all, I'm kind of in Dave Ramsey's camp on timeshares. You know, I'm like, if you if you get a timeshare, you you kind of get what you pay for. Um, and if you're gonna, then you're gonna go to another company to try and get out of the timeshare and you're going to fault the person that directed you to that company. Also, I don't know anything. I mean, no, it's a class action, obviously. I don't know how big the class is, but a hundred million dollars sounds like a typical, you know, class action starting point, 150 million or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause like I said, I'm most interested in this from the legal side of it. Like what's the precedent for going after somebody that it, uses uses an advertiser that's essentially what we're talking about here i mean the, the well, i think it's important also but i think a point in the complaint is how well does dave ramsey vet the people you know and this is does vet the services that he's promoting um because he's 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 it's I, I get your point 100%, Jeff, but it's just a little different because he's he's putting his personal stamp of approval on these things, right? Bob, he's, yeah, yeah, this is he says Reed Hine is the best or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this is I think he's, he's just not floating. He's just not yeah, um, but airing most, an most ad. radio <laughs> talk show hosts do exactly that. They'll actually read copy for these companies. I mean, we have an ad on this podcast that is read by right, one but of we're us. not saying that Company X is the greatest custodian ever. You know, well. We're reading. We're promoting a company, but I mean, he he personally involves himself in in this stuff. Yeah, I think that's that's the question. The relate the thing I'm interested in as as somebody who who's been watching the relationship between Dave and his sort of listeners is a couple things. One is is apparently some of these leads are generated through church programs. So you'd go to a church, say you you take Dave Ramsey's class, and they've got a little form. What are the things you're looking for? You know, you're looking for buy a house. And apparently, one of the things you check off is timeshares, and so so those folks, those then those leads go to the timeshare company yeah. exit team. It so there's a, like there's a, a it question. Sounds like it could be a little bit of a cycle there. Hey, you you like timeshares? <laughs> well, we don't think you should buy them, but if you get in one, we can we can help you out with it. Exactly. Too. Yeah. And so I think people come to him who've already sold the timeshare, and he's like, "Here's how we get out of it." And there's this there's this um there's this uh kind of contrast between. I'm on the air. I looked for the best. I and it's the endorsed part too. I think this isn't like underwritten to or brought by our friends and so and so. This is like I'm putting my stamp of approval. These are really good people you should trust. And his and this is what's raised questions for years uh, among people at brokerage firms. Um, 
some, you know, who allow their advisors to participate in these programs. Because when you're a licensed broker, how you advertise and how you promote is highly regulated. Um, and some firms approve of the Dave Ramsey, you know, Provester program, and some firms don't, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's it's a very interesting. <laughs> He's he's walking a, a very interesting line. Also, here, Bob, have you heard any? Or I know they're probably not on anymore. But did you hear any of the ads where uh, where Ramsey kind of the level of endorsement that was there? Like Bruce, just yeah, said, this is the greatest ever. But I don't know. I can't imagine he would said that. Yeah, they, I saw some of the ads. I, there's one that was still up. I think we have a link in our story that was still up until there's a video still up where he's like, you know. We hate, you know, I hate timeshares. I looked for years to find the right timeshare company, like this kind of uh, testimonial. And I had to find the right, and I found these guys, and they're going to give you your money back. And I think that's the kind of thing that the ad was really, um, seemed to go beyond what you'd say, like, you know, like for the sports. If you I listen, I, sometimes I listen to sports uh, podcasts, right? They're, they're doing, you know, uh, you know, uh, vitamin supplements or whatever it is. And they're, you can tell they're reading copy. And maybe he's just a good storyteller because he has that kind of uh, – one of his real gifts is this empathy he gets with his company. I care about you. I'm going to do the best for you. I don't – you know, your money's really important. And he's got that kind of religious-like uh, trust. To me, again, I'm, I just it just dawned on me another example of uh, the all the celebrities – that are talking about the um, all those uh, online betting things, online yeah. sports. I mean, there's if you want to talk about ways to quickly lose your money, yeah. You know, but I wouldn't think that uh, you know Kevin Hart's liable if I open up one of those accounts yeah. and, and lose my life savings. And there, there, that's clearly a strong endorsement when you see Kevin Hart there acting like he's gambling. As right, a lot. Yeah, so no. Right, but Bob, Bob let me, let's if we can just move on. Bob, the Ramsey has other legal um, issues in the that are kind of cooking in his company and people he he's worked with in the past and stuff, right? Yeah, they got several things going. They've got a lawsuit uh, against a woman who worked at the company who told her boss she was pregnant. She wasn't married at the time, and she got fired. And so there's a discrimination lawsuit. Um, he has this in the company. So when I say several people, there's Dave Ramsey, the radio host, talks about right. finances. There's Dave Ramsey, and and I just used to live about ten minutes from his office, and in uh, just south of Nashville, he's a huge employer, and the, and he actually sells his sort of management expertise. You can go to a big conference on how to run a company like Dave Ramsey. I'm the best company, uh, but their company has a sort of this. Even though it's for profit, they have these. Um, godly living uh, requirements. So if you have sex outside of marriage, uh, you can get fired. And that suit is interesting because pregnant women are a protected class. And so um, that's been gone going for a while. There's a second right. guy because of his all the religion in his um, uh, in the company has filed a lawsuit for religious discrimination. Saying I was forced during COVID, especially during COVID, because Ramsey was a, a pretty big COVID skeptic about the shutdowns. Of uh, the, that complaint is basically this is run like a church, even though it's a company, and I was religiously discriminated because I didn't buy into his religion. Right, and that's been going. And there was also a, uh, 
and uh, a, a gay woman who was uh, fired, she settled out of court. So there's been kind of this ongoing lawsuits with him. Right. And none of them, you know, they've gotten his, they've hurt his reputation. I mean, they used to be listed as the best place to work. They've had a number of people leave. I, I'm interested, uh, again, with these lawsuits, if they will eventually uh, affect his reputation. It doesn't seem to because you have so many people who listen on the radio and aren't um, next to him and, you know, they don't live nearby him. Um, but in Tennessee, this has been a really big deal. And you are based in Nashville. I was right? until recently. I'm just I'm in Chicago now, but I oh. I get down to Nashville all the time. So okay. Yeah. Any uh, any connection between all the lawsuits and like same lawyer law firms or anything like that? Uh, different law lo- different lawsuits. Um, there were lawyers out in Washington State who were uh, suing Reed Heim over. So I've talked to a number of clients uh, of those lawyers who had sued Reed Heim uh, to get settlements. I haven't talked to these new folks. This is a different sort of set of lawyers. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm curious about the precedent of all this stuff because it, yeah. it seems like, yeah, I mean, I know there, he's got a lot of lawsuits, but you know, I, I don't know if you can sue people because the product is is bad. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, no, I I don't know the um I don't what I why I'm interested in is that he's made a lot of money with the trust he has with listeners, and yes. and in this case, he's had to say. Say online, I vetted these people that are great, and then when they get sued, the, his lawyers say we don't know anything about these guys. So it's that kind of disconnect of what does he say um, to the? And I don't know if that'll make him legally liable, but I wonder how his listeners will feel. If, Wait a second, there's some kind of is is this a trustworthy voice to listen to? Yeah, Bob. One more thing before we go. Um, we were talking uh, before we uh, started uh, taping the podcast here. Uh, Pat Robertson passed away uh, uh, this week, and um, we were speaking uh, in our meeting this morning. Our editors wanted to know, we, we Investment News, you know, do, writes about estate planning and the like. And does a guy who is a, you know, a tele, he's a very wealthy guy. Um, I've seen stories that say he had a net worth of $100 million or so. Do, do do evangelists or do pastors or televangelists have any kind of um, special treatment or any kind of different treatment um, in their estates when they hand uh, money to their, you know, uh, to their families and the like? They don't. What's interesting in his case, though, will be what happens to control of the organizations he was um, in charge of. So he uh, he's a university he helped found. He also right. did uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, which is huge. Those are used, often treated, they function like family businesses. Like his son is really char- involved, but they don't have right. any ownership thing. Now, sometimes they've got, uh, so I don't know if you remember Jerry Falwell Sr. When, yes. when he died, he had huge insurance policy and all that money went to Liberty University. And that's how Liberty actually got huh. out of its financial problems. Because uh, it was in financial trouble. Do you remember? How, do you recall how much the insurance? Policy I think it was, was something like a hundred million dollars. It was a lot of money. Oh my goodness! They had huge Ooh. financial problems before. Sounds like the insurance <laughs> policy Jeff has. Yeah. Life insurance. So I bet <laughs> he's got good health insurance. <laughs> and he probably left. He may have left a lot to charity, but they don't have any special rules. But um, the the question would be like, what happens to the institutions he founded that he was still a presence at? Right. And will his kids still be involved in those? Yeah, it's 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 fascinating, um, and so again to kind of sum up a little bit, you're 
just describe to us what you do as as your as, as your job at the Religion News Service. Sure. So we're a non-sectarian organization. So we're a secular group that covers religion because religion shapes the world that we lived in. Right. You know. So I cover everything from. Like this week, I'm writing about the Southern Baptists uh, and a, a fascinating story about overspending at one of their big seminaries. I write about Dave Ramsey. I write about sexual misconduct, the whole nine yards of everything. Right, right. But it, it's the great part is that there's no subject that's I can't touch because religion touches every part of life. Right. And so, your book is coming out in paperback. Yeah, coming out in paperback in August. What's it called again? It's called Reorganized Religion. It looks at the reshaping of the American religious landscape. And a lot of its effect on social institutions. That's fascinating. Jeff, you got any more for Bob or what? No, really good stuff, though. Thanks a lot, Bob, for filling us in on this. Um, you're paying a lot. You're paying attention to it from more of the religion side of this. But, you know, it's obviously interesting to us and our, re- our listeners from the financial services side. No, it's a great. It's a fascinating. Uh, there are all kinds of legal questions, all kinds of. Um, well, it's a whole cultural yeah, It's a whole issue. cultural issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. About. Uh, a trusted, you know, guru, financial guru, yeah. and you know whether or not this, you know, does it alienate his listeners? Yeah, does it alienate other advertisers? You know, um, I think as long as you know those financial advisors are getting these hot leads from Dave Ramsey's website, I don't think it's going to matter much to them at all. You know, yeah, that's that's what my reporting has has. Yeah, I, um, it doesn't, I, I'm I'm really interested if this one will kind of be a chink in his armor um, because of the and it actually it does make it draws one thing this lawsuit does is give a lot of under the hood about this uh, endorsed local provider program like how much money is involved and the right. leads and stuff. I don't know if all the listeners understand that uh, how how much they're worth as leads. Mm. Yeah, good point. It's worth a lot, man. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, he makes, we've done just back of the envelope math and we've run it in the newspaper and we haven't heard boo back from the Ramsey organization, but it's millions of dollars of per year from financial advisors to advertise uh, on the website. That's how profitable. Yeah, no, uh, it's extraordinarily profitable. It I mean, they've, they've got a, um, He's got, he's got those two big buildings he's paid for, and a lot of the money comes from these um, endorsed local uh, providers. Right, right. Okay, great. Bob, right. thank you so much. All right, glad to be on. All right, thanks, Jeff. Launching every Monday, it's another episode of the Investment News Podcast. We want to thank our special guest, Bob Smitana, from the uh, uh, National Reporter with the Religion News Service, and you also check out his book, Reorganized Religion, coming out in paperback this week, uh, this uh, summer. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, Charles Schwab Asset Management, and our producer, Angelo Gaster. You can find the podcast, of course, at investmentnews.com, as well as Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tell all your friends about it. Leave us a review on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. You can reach out to Jeff on Twitter. His handle is at Benji Ryder. My handle is at BD News Guy. Stay tuned, and we'll be talking to you next week.